You're listening to Kick It, Don't Quit It, a motivational, spiritual podcast seeking to spread love and grace. We are thankful you have tuned in. So without further ado, come kick it with the girls, don't quit on the world. Hey everybody, it's Erin here with Kick It, Don't Quit It. I've got my girls, Holly and Megan with me. What's up? What's up, dog? And uh, today we are going to be um, talking about what Bible character we aspire to be. Um, and I got we got this topic because as a teenager, I... I don't know, I always like like to look up to people, I guess, and... And I'd heard the story of Moses and when he would go into the temple and he would commune with God and then he would come out and he would talk to all of the people and his face would be so bright that after he would talk to them, he would have to cover it with a veil because people couldn't stand to look on his face because he'd been in the presence of God. And I was like, God, I want that. Yes. I want to be so bright that people can't help but know I've been in your presence, mm-hmm. that I've been with you, that I'm communed with you. And um, so for years and years and years, I did that. And just like a year and a half ago or so, I was... I was praying that prayer again. God, just let your light shine through me so bright that people can't help but know that I've been in your presence, that I'm yours, that I've been who you want me to be. And God was like, that's no longer what you need to pray for. And I was like, okay. And he says, you need, people know that you're mine. People have told you that you shine. I need you to be Peter. And I need you to trust me and get out of the boat. Mm, That was so deep. And I said, do what? And he said he trusted me when everything around him was telling him that he shouldn't. The wind was up. The waves were going. I was walking on water. And I said, come to me. And he didn't think twice. He just stepped out of the boat. He said, and even when he failed, he knew to reach for me. And I was there. I was like, okay. Make me Peter. I have Moses' shine. You're not going to let that leave. Make me Peter. To where when you say step, I don't ask where. I don't ask when. I just do it. I don't question it. I just move when you tell me to move. And so, for the last year and a half, that's been my prayer. God, make me Peter. Where when you say move, I just move. Mm. So that's, those are my Bible characters. Those are, and it's not just, it's not that those are the only two people I look up to or that I find connection with. But those are the two, for me, who I guess I've aspired to be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it just comes, it comes from stories and teachings and preachings that I've heard. But um, I want to glow. I mean, I don't, I don't know any little girl who doesn't. I mean, that's why we're attracted to princesses because we want to be special. We want to be recognized as being something different than everybody else. Um, and we want to be rich. But and we want to be rich. But my princess, my 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 glow up was Moses. Your wanna, glow up. I want to. I want to so, glow. You better glow up and glit or glitter up. <laughs> so cute. And then and then like I said, just in the last like year and a half, it was just that revelation of you've got to step out. You've got to be that person who trust me no matter what no matter what the circumstances say no matter what other people around you are saying you can or cannot do um to just trust that god has me Mm -hmm. and that he's going to protect me and he's never going to place me in a situation he can't redeem me Mm -hmm. and he can't um keep me safe so I've been told before that I've reminded people of Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few people make that comment to me. Um, you know, you know the story of Ruth and her loyalty and um, how she served a woman who was once her mother-in-law. She's chose to stay with her. She didn't have to. And that kinship that they, they had, that connection that she chose to keep. And... Um, she chose to remain faithful when she didn't have to. And so, um, that's who I've been told I reminded people of. Um, who I would like to be more like would be Esther. As somebody who has struggled with people pleasing and, and I have allowed fear to paralyze my mouth at times. And I've remained, I've chosen to be silent when it was time for me to speak up. Um, I aspire to be like Esther. Um, It took a lot for her to do what she did. She didn't know the outcome, what was going to happen, but but she chose to be selfless and think about her people, about God's people, more than her comfort and her situation and her status. And I don't really think that the selfless part, I mean, I, I, I try to be selfless, but I, I think it's more of the courage that she shows us in the word. Um, and as a woman back that in that time, I mean, your voice, you sat there, you looked pretty and you shut mm-hmm. your mouth and you serve your husband. And she chose to completely break religion and, and ruling and, and just the way things are. And she stepped out on faith and she opened her mouth. And sometimes that's the biggest obstacle for me is to literally open my mouth and say what needs to be said. Holly. So, (coughs) excuse me. So I thought about this and there's two different ways that I was going to go. The first way was me. Myself, I thought, well, but I'm not a Bible kid. Because, I'll explain this. 
Because the Bible says, I knew you before you were ever formed in the womb. Yeah. And any time in my life I've tried to be like someone else, I've always failed miserably. Because my identity isn't within someone else. I have to find my identity through Christ. The obvious answer, of course, is Jesus. But I have Jesus is called to be me, be who I am. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, well, that's kind of a cop out answer. So um, I think that Esther is probably one of my favorite Bible characters because of what she went through to save the save her people. She was brave. She was committed. Um, she was strategic. Um, she was. She sacrificed. She was bold, and she stepped into her calling. And then, not only that, but she was very. Uh, she followed a process to be able to get God's attention. So she called all the people and said, "I want you all to fast." And to pray. But I'm not just going to ask you to do it. I'm going to do it too. Right. So not only did she didn't ask anybody to do something she wasn't willing to do herself. Then once she did that, she called a dinner and she said, um, or she went before the king and she, she went before the king and she wasn't even, um, she risked her life to do that. I mean, that is brave. Once she did that, she she didn't stop there. She said, I want to serve you at Amen. dinner. So she didn't ask for what she was. She could have had anything she wanted. He said, I'll give you half the kingdom. I'll give you whatever you want. And she said, I don't want you to give me anything. I want to serve you. I mean, she's just like the epitome of what I want to be as a person. Of selflessness. Of a selfless person. Talking about our last <laughs> podcast where I talked about how selfless I am. <laughs> but, so she knew in order to get into the courts where the decision maker was. Right. Representing Jesus. How do yeah. we get into Jesus' courts? How do we get his attention and we purify ourselves to get into the courts? We fast. We pray. We sacrifice. We step into our assignment. We answer the call. And we step into the courts. Then we serve. And I just think that's so cool. She's just, she's so cool. She is amazing. I love Esther. I love Ruth. Ruth is probably one of my favorite books of the Bible. I love that story. I love how that story is the story of of God and his grace. And how he feels about us. Um, and that kind of thing. Um, I, I, think, I love that story. I think one of my favorites is I, I'm, I'm a Peter digger. I love Peter. I'm 
really did not mean it that way, but it's Why funny. Why you tell us what you meant? So what I had, so what had happened was, is Peter. I don't even know if there's anything. I can't come back from this. Well, okay. Peter, the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) I can't come back from this. So what what had happened was, (laughs) y'all, Peter, I love this man because I love... I love the example he gives us of humanity and, and our mouths and how they run off and our tempers fly and all these things happen. And then I love, I love the part where he literally, I don't, well, I don't love this part. Let me keep finishing y'all. Don't, don't be dizzy. I love how when he denies Jesus three times, which Jesus predicted, and then you fast forward into the church and when he's doing the preaching and he's doing all of these things, he, Peter gives me hope, y'all. It gives me hope that, that you know, we graduate from our past. We come into Christ and we're like, oh, you know, the past is the past. But what happens when you are a Christian and you do fall short? Right. What happens when that you get to that crossroad? You know, you get to this newness in Christ where all the old things are passed away and you become the new creation. We know the scripture. That it's new creature and then you and then you're just on top of the world and then what happens when you are walking with Jesus and you do fall? And I, I see with Peter, I see somebody who his past was passed away. He came into Christ, he was doing the things of God, he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, but then I see a man who was in Christ that fell. Yeah. And then I see how God does not discard him. Even though Peter he pretty much denounced God. I mean he he, well, he didn't pretty much he, he did. He, he did. So how many Not times? only did he denounce him, but then he cussed and denounced him. I mean, like it just went he just got worse and worse and by the third yeah. time it was I mean, he was pretty much just so he, slinging out everything he could. So as a Christian, he denied God. And we all, I mean, some of y'all might out there be gasping and trying to get an oxygen tank on you from hearing that. But think about that, y'all. How many times do you deny God in what you listen to, what you watch, what you say, what you do behind closed doors? I mean, again, some of y'all might be gasping out there. But how many times do you deny God when you look ugly to a sister in your church, a brother that you call forever family. How many times do you deny God's thought processes, his heartbeat, his action, his responses, who he is and who you say you want to reflect? How many times do we deny that? And as a person myself, I recognize... No, you're not a person. I, I, I am a person. I am humanity. I am flesh. I am bone. And I, I do... I have denied God in some aspects of my life, and I am not—I'm not proud of that. But when I look at Peter, I realize that maybe that's not the end of my story. And I think Peter, his life shows us that. And I also love how cutthroat he is. He's like, "Bid me if that's you, bruh," and he be getting out there. And I, and you know what? I'm gonna be honest, y'all. This ear cut and sling and stuff—I would have done the same thing. I would have took the nose off. I would have ate the nose. I would have showed them. That is my Jesus, you know. I just, I love Peter. So disgusted. <laughs> Megan just went from, from. She was so she deep, just, and then all of a sudden she uh, she, she's she's a cannibal lector. I know she's becoming a cannibal. I, I don't. I'm not for certain. I just love cutthroat Peter, and I love that he shows me I can. 
even in Christ, fall short of the glory of God. Right. Because a lot of times as mature Christians, and I'm going I'm to be, I'm going to lay it down nice and smooth and real, y'all. R into the E to the A to the L, real. Um, so many times we have this expectation when you follow God that you no longer can fall short. It was okay. It was acceptable when you come into the church and, you know, you, you, we all saw it on you and we could smell it on you and we could see it on you and then you get all cleaned up. But after you're cleaned up, don't you dare. And it's so funny that, that churches look at it that way when if you look back at every person in the Bible that did any great thing. Woo, baby. In the middle of it, they failed. You go back to any of them. I mean, David. You go back to David. And he was a man after God's own heart. Who, in the middle of a battle, stayed home and slept with a married woman. He should have been in the battle with his men. He decided to stay home and commit adultery. Um, So, I mean... That didn't change the fact that he was still a man after God's own, God's own heart. After that happened, it didn't start where God was like, sorry, you're done. And never talked to him again. No. David lost a child. He bared the brunt of what his, his mistake, his sin was. And then he moved forward. Still, as a man after God, God's own heart. Yeah. So... To t- say that when you get so saved, us too. so to say when you get saved, you're you're done and it's over and you can't mess up again, is stupid, and that's why so many people fail, and so many people walk away from the church because they feel like they can't fail once they've come into the church, and you're setting people up for failure if you do that. Right. And that's why I like Peter because he paints that he paints that picture for me. Um, and I mean, and you know what the word says as he went on, and I mean, all those things that he did. I mean, he was just such a mighty man of God, and he was so rough around the edges. He was so raw. He was so real. Have I you just, been watching The Chosen again? No, I'm going to start though. You haven't I watched it yet. I've, I've seen w- a I've few. Seen. I haven't seen, seen them all. first and second season, but I haven't seen the third yet. It's so. And I've good. seen part of it. Like I started watching it and I watched like the first two episodes, but I haven't seen the rest of it. But I love the chosen series. So, when I was thinking about Bible characters and we were talking about doing this episode, I was trying to think. <clears throat> I was trying to think what Bible character I think best personifies the two of you. Oh, I'm fascinated. Yes. Because I feel like you're about to say Rahab or something, and I'm like, not anymore, Zilsa. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, for Megan, when um, when I thought about it, the person that came to my mind was Mary Magdalene. Me? She had a lot of devils in her. <laughs> Aaron, tell me why. Because Mary Magdalene had a past. But she was also the first person that Jesus showed himself to no. when he was raised from the dead. That's so precious. And he loved her. She, she followed him because he loved her in her mess. That is me. <laughs> that is you. I just found a new love for her. Yeah. 
That was that when it when it when that came into my brain. That's what I thought. Start calling you Mags. Uh, because, <laughs> because she did. She had a love for him that nobody else had because of where she came from. Um, and it speaks about that in the Bible about the love that she had. And again, he was she was the first person. That's so sweet. That's sweet. I love that. Okay, my turn. Okay. So then Rahab. <laughs> Being funny, I'm sorry. I'm really teasing <laughs> For y'all. For you, she I have really one, is laughing. And then I have a mm-hmm. second one that. Um, I, so I get two. You get two. <laughs> so no, no, the no, no, no. first. <laughs> okay, so the first one was Paul, just because he's bold. She is such a Paul. He speaks. Paul. He speaks his mind. Yeah. Paul ain't got nothing on Holly. <laughs> He traveled around. He traveled around and he taught he taught wherever he went. And he was a lot. That is you're such a Paul Hall. And then this week we talked about (laughs) This week we talked about you talked about Deborah. Yes. In the the, in Sunday school. And I was sitting here thinking, I was like, Holly's also a Deborah. She sits in those quiet places. She sits in the in-betweens. She prays. And again, Deborah was not afraid to speak her mind. No, she, she wasn't didn't. afraid to, to say to call a spade a spade, to t- tell it how it is. Big and Deborah it, will tell you exactly yeah. how it is. And then it does not matter and it does not matter who it is she's speaking to. Be you can call king. me instead of calling me Deb, you can call me bruh. Call me <laughs> Papa. Call me Call me Sister Bruh. Call her Sister Bruh. So we, now we got a Mags and a Sister Bruh. I'm call her Big Papa. That's so sweet. Thank so you. I have to tell y'all of something, okay? Okay. This, this tells, this is, please don't judge me y'all, please. Okay. So. Just there, because you say that doesn't mean I'm not going to. Okay. okay. So there was this time I was at Sister Holly's house. And oh, no. And. How do we turn off her mic? And Holly always tells her husband, Brother Ray, she'll, she'll always. You know, she'll like flirt with him so he'll throw away her trash. So, <laughs> so she'll be like, So I'm exploiting you. She'll him. be like, Ray. Okay, maybe she is Rahab. She'll be like, Ray, <laughs> Ray your big muffs with their own arms will take my dish and put I don't it in the throw Rahab. So, y'all. There was this one time I was over there and I had supper and and Brother Ray was going outside to work out, okay? And so, Holly, I was trying to be funny like Holly, and I said, I said, Brother Ray's going out there to work out. Um, and Brother Ray got the nickname Big Sexy, y'all. And so... Our pastor gave that Our pastor actually so. gave him this nickname. And so, I said, oh, I said, David Ray's going out there to get his big, messly thrown arms for his big, sexy wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I said... Excuse me? I was mortified. His, his big sexy wife. Why can't I be a little, little sexy, sexy wife? wife. <laughs> Say, because I've got a fat joke. I, <laughs> I about cried. I mean, I was in tears. I was like, I didn't mean to say it like that. So just like the thing I said about Peter earlier, <laughs> I just be saying things I don't even mean to say. I just can't help it. I have to be really careful of old songs that I sang from back in the day because I didn't realize how bad they were. 
isn't that the truth? So I'll just be busting a rhyme and then come out with something really icky. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And you never good. knew then, though. Even, like, when you were a little waywarder, you really didn't know. And I'll sing stuff like that. And, I mean, right now I've just about busted out into a rhyme, but I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, that is terrible. It's bad. I've done that a lot. So, speaking about Bible characters, um, who, I have a question for y'all. Um, who, who would y'all, um, use your words. <laughs> she, she forgot what she was going to say. I did! Um, so we've talked about who we would aspire to be more like. Sister Erin asked us who we remind her of, or told us who we remind her of. And so, I want to ask you ladies, who would you, who would you least like, who would you least want to be like and why? What attribute? Mm. Oh, I wanna, Jezebel. I, I, I want to be like her. Well, tell me why. <laughs> I want to know the the attributes. Like, what, what makes you not want to be like that person? Because she was straight up evil. And she was, on. she hated anything that was good. Amen. She hated all things that were good, and she and she chased down to kill things that were good. She just wanted to choke the goodness out of the world. Mm. Mm. I don't like her at all. I don't. I don't like that. I don't either. Erin, who would you not want to be like? Well, you know, you said that, and the first person that came to my mind was Delilah. Ooh. I wouldn't want to be Delilah, but then. I sat here, you know how sometimes you like get those, like just a, well, it was just a, I guess a thing in my spirit because I sit here and I almost, as you can see, I'm tearing up. I mean, that's not, that's normal for me. But anyway, um, because I thought, well, why did she do what she did? Yeah. She did what she did because she did it for her family. She did what she did because they were, they were threatening her family yeah and even though this was a guy that she supposedly loved air quote supposedly loved she did it because she wanted to protect her family yeah and so in that instance i'm a lot like her yeah because there's there's not a lot i wouldn't do to protect my family you remind me, if I was thinking of a Bible character that you remind me of, Aaron, it would be David. Mm. Explain. Because you know the story about David and Jonathan yeah. and how close they were? And David would give his life for his friend. He loved him. And, and he just had so much love. He loved people. And he loved the Lord, and he was willing to do whatever because he loved the Lord. And I just, I mean, I just think he was, he was really after God's own heart. And that's what I think of, that's the Bible character you remind me of. So, if I had to pick somebody at least like like I just would not want to be like, I'm going to choose Judas. And I'll explain. Oh, that's I don't, such a cop no. out. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Here's what breaks my I heart about. I choose the devil. 
Pierce, I can't stand you. I almost went there. I almost went there. So here's why I choose you. He was in the garden. Here's what really gets me about him. Because if you look at Judas and Peter, they both denied him. Just one. But they handled it differently. And so it would kill me to be Judas to be so close (coughs) to the promised land, so close to that place that we all desire to be. I mean, just so close. And he literally, it killed him. He killed himself. So I would hate to be so close to mess up and let the mess up kill me. And hang yourself with your own rope. I believe that if he would have went back to Jesus... He would have. He would have forgave him. He ha- he yeah. forgave Peter. I mean, if he's willing to forgive Peter, who did it three times and Judas did it once, I can't imagine him not offering that that slice of for- forgiveness to him. I know he would have. And so what? That's what saddens me about him. And and I used to look so awfully. I used to look so down upon this character, this man that really was a man and really lived in this earth named Judas. But I've I look at him, how many times do we have we almost let things take us out? Yeah. That but are forgivable. The difference between Judas and Peter also is that Satan entered Judas's heart, yeah. but he did not enter Peter's heart. Amen. Why is that? They if they both sinned against Jesus, they one of them denied his denied even knowing him and the other one Selling, sold him, um, and then immediately regretted it. They both immediately regretted what they did. But one had opened their heart to the sin, mm-hmm. while the other one still protected their heart from it. One couldn't be any worse than the other, right? Well. Yet Satan entered the heart of one, but not the other. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that he wasn't influenced. But he didn't enter his... The Bible didn't talk about it entering his heart. Well, that makes me think about the situation with David and Bathsheba. It was pretty nasty what went down. He took his eyes off the Lord, though. And but he, he started But his that, heart... But his heart was still after God. Mm-hmm. His, he took his eyes off the Lord. Mm. But that's just like Peter. If you were talking about Peter before when he was in the boat and he got... God said, Jesus said, come. And he got out and stepped out. He didn't change his relationship with Jesus when he started to sink. What changed is where his eyes were. His relationship with Jesus was still the same. They were still friends. They were still buddies. He still believed he was the Christ. He just took his eyes off. His heart posture hadn't changed. His vision did. So Judas was so close to the Lord Jesus Christ... But he, but his heart was so far from him. Because yeah. his, his that, heart never, his heart was always for the money. His heart was never in it for the ministry. Because it talks about he was the person who handled all of their financials. And he always questioned whether they should spend this for that or that for this. Because his heart was in the treasury it was in the money they were bringing in for whatever they did but it wasn't but it didn't ever talk about him spending it on himself no he was still working for the lord he was still working for the kingdom he was still using it for what it needed to be used for so which makes me think 
you can be in church doing mm-hmm. church things yeah. and your heart still be open to the enemy and allowed mm-hmm. to be entered in because you're too busy being Martha in the kitchen and not Mary at his feet. And so I used to look so down at Judas for that. But, I mean, think about that. It's it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. And, and he's not such a monster like we, we talked. paint him to be. Because odds <clears throat> are some of us have been that. We talked in Sunday school a couple of weeks ago. Pastor um, talked about um, the the sheep in wolf's clothing and he talked about how we always talk about it being like outsiders and stuff but he said there are so many people in the church that are Mm -hmm. sheep that are turning into wolves Mm -hmm. because of what they allow in um they allow in the 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 lust of power yeah the lust for money yeah and those things turn you from a sheep to a wolf now granted you get your heart right, you can turn back into a sheep. Yeah. You don't have to stay a wolf. Um, but Brother Keith made the comment in Sunday school. He said, what is the difference between sheep and wolves? He said the biggest difference between sheep and wolves is that sheep don't eat other sheep. Yeah. And I Do thought, wolves eat other wolves? Like no, but wolves eat other sheep. But sheep don't eat wolves. wolves sheep don't eat wolves. But wolves do eat sheep. And what, when he said that, what I thought of is how many times have I tore down somebody else from the church because I was feeling some kind of way about myself. I'd let myself become either power hungry or money was now an issue for me or any other thing that can come in and start to change your relationship with God and those around you. Um, and I even, I spoke up and I was like, when he said that, what it made me think of is us tearing each other down. And Pastor made the comment, Aaron, I've never heard you speak ugly about anybody. And I was like, it happens. <laughs> it happened recently. And I'm not proud of it. Was it about me? It was. Um, I know it. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I had a moment of weakness. I have to choose at that point to be a Peter or be a Judas. I had a moment of weakness. Do I continue to allow that weakness in and let it allow, let it change my heart posture? Or do I recognize my weakness, apologize, and strive to do better? Well, Peter allowed a shaking to happen. I mean, it shook him to the very core. And sometimes we don't change and grow unless we're shaken. Yep. Many times the shaken is self-induced. Oh, yeah. Oh, most of my, all my shaking's been self-induced, honestly. Not all of mine have been. Most Death of Death has shaken me. Okay, never mind. Most you of know, mine, a great percentage of mine has been self-induced. There's been, there's been tragedy. I mean, my dad, you know, finding out what my dad was doing and him going to prison and, and all the things that happened with him, that was shaking. I mean, there's been things out of yeah. my control that have yeah. shaken me to my very core. But then there's been other things that have shaken me to my core that have totally been self-induced. 
So, I mean, but, but they had, I would not be the person I am today without it. I'd be spoiled. I'd be worse than I already am. But <laughs> that's self-induced too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Peter Digger. <laughs> she just spit all over herself. I wish y'all could see her right now. Sicko. <laughs> so Megan, if you were if you were thinking about Holly, who would you like what Bible character would you pick for her? Do, 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 do. I think of Mary. The mother of Jesus? The mother of Jesus. Um, Mary was such a protector. Holly's a protector. I think of the part where Mary was like, do that thing, son, and turn the water into wine. He was like, woman, my time ain't come. She's like, do the thing. Just do it. Just do it. That's Holly. Just I'm do a, it. I'm such a pusher. You know what I mean? But she, but she was the original Naki spokesperson. Just do just it. Just do it. And, <laughs> and I just Holly's Mary. I mean, she's a mother to all. She loves all. She that ain't afraid so to tell sweet. you to do the thing. And she just tends to people. That's what she does. And I'd have to say Mary. You're like, so you're like Jesus's mom, man. Dude, that's cool. That's it sweet. Is. Okay, Mary. my turn. Okay. You are Mary and Martha. You are Mary at his feet and Martha in the kitchen. Amen. At the same time. You're Amen. both at the same time. That is that is the recipe for an awesome Christian. Amen. Because if you have enough Mary in you to be at Jesus' feet and yes. really, truly wash yes. his feet, wash his feet with your tears and dry them with your hair... Mm. But also be Mars in the kitchen working hard. Yeah. That's somebody that's going to win people to Christ. Amen. That's what I want to do. I hope I aspire to do that. Amen. That's good. Oh, that's deep, y'all. That's like piercing the old heart. Amen. Say that's like that's like our positives that we do at Sisterhood. It just yes. makes you feel good when you leave. You're like, oh. And just think I came here and I'm so aggravated with life. Just because I was tired. Do you ever just get aggravated because you're tired? And there's really no reason to be. You just drudge up old stuff. We used to call it stirring up old turds. That's disgusting. (laughs) What is it with you and poop? I don't know. Stirring up old turds, mouse poop. That's the third time someone has said that to me in a a seven-day period. In a seven-day time. Emma's boyfriend said, I've never seen a bunch of people talk about poop and farts and burps as much as I do your family. And I'm like, I don't know whether to be insulted or think that's great. <laughs> if you can't be real, I don't even know what I don't even know. I don't I, you, you're so, right. I've spent so much of my life painting somebody that wasn't really there. I have spent so much of my life and I know y'all are gonna laugh at me, but the other day, like I was looking in the mirror, and like I have like this wrinkle in the side of my eye, and I was like, "Dude, you're getting old." And so, like, but seriously, it really kind of hit me in like a spiritual way. I was like, "You know what? You you don't have forever, and and I might not ever have a face full of wrinkles. I might die young." And so I just I don't only spend the good die young. 
Stop it. I don't I don't want to Isn't that a song? Okay. I don't want to spend my life just I just want to be real. November rain. That's also a song. It is is November and it's raining. Hey, I'll tell you what. Um I just life is too short for me to I mean, I understand being ladylike is a thing. And there is a time and a place for it. I get it. I can be ladylike when I'm called to be. <laughs> but I like to also laugh. And I have a friend of mine who's got a young child. And he got in trouble for saying off-color things. Poops <laughs> and barks and all those things. And she's like, I just don't understand why he continues to get in trouble for this. And I'm like, because it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> That's why he talks about it, because it's hilarious. I mean, I mean you, you, when I talk about it, people are like, either uh, you're disgusting or they laugh. Either way, I know what kind of person you are. You're either a liar or you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it because Megan has sworn that um, Ivy doesn't even know that she poops. Liars! And then he'll come through and be like, she blew up the bathroom yesterday. And she's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't because I don't Sicko. do those kind of things. The other day I was, I was in the restroom looking Guess at Guess the they've been married long scene. enough. She knows. Well, I was in there the other day just minding my own business. And he walks by, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm looking at the ceiling. I go to these women's conferences and stuff. And I'm like, these women are just so beautiful and perfect and put together. And I bet they don't laugh at gross stuff like I do. And then I think to myself, I just can't live my life like that. Mm-mm. No. I want to. I want people to feel comfortable to be around me, and if they accidentally crop dust, not feel completely mortified. I want them to be like, "Okay, oh, you're cool." Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an accident. It's an accident. Oops, I just let that out. Now there is a time and place for stuff. I mean, I'm not going to go to church and just. You don't need to be up front praising, worshiping, and crop dust somebody. I have had some sisters turn around and grin at me, and I was like, "You sick." Freak. I know what you did. I mean, you we're know, all Sometimes, sometimes, when, sometimes when they're running the church, they're doing it for a reason. I, I do not go to church and do that stuff. But yes. when I'm in the comfort of my yes. home, when I'm with my people, yeah. you know, I'm just going to be what myself. Yeah. But I'm not going to go into public and just act like a nuisance. Oh, I've had some. <laughs> And I'm telling you right now, there are people that we are friends with and very close to that become disgusting, gassy nuisances. <laughs> you know I who you are. You know, you know which friends you are. You know. You know that you know that you know. That is so funny. Hey, I just, I just love people, their personalities. I mean, just, just so many different things out there, and like we look in the Word of God. I mean. Then and now, I mean, nobody's perfect, and uh, there's something to learn from everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's showing a video, and I am embarrassed to even tell you about it. <laughs> but we are who we are. We're going to be comfortable. It's going to be okay to be around us. We're going to be. We are going to be human, and we're not going to be some unattainable level of perfection that is that's just too much to live up to. 
I agree because people aren't attracted to that. You know, they they want to know that I can be transformed and I can be made new, but I can also come in as I am. Yeah, so it's great to think about what Bible character you most recognize yourself in or the next person, the, the Bible character that you most want to be like, you know, um, and and try to, to, to find things that you can look at and, and make yourself better, but also know that, like Holly said, you were fearfully and wonderfully made and God knew you in the womb and, and we need to understand that we can look up to people and aspire to have some of the good qualities that they have. But in all actuality, God made us special. God made us unique. God made us different. And he did that because we all have unique, special things that we need to do that it requires what God put inside of us. Amen. That's good. I love it. We we have to, I mean, we have to be better about letting people know that we're approachable. It's like our pastor, for example. <laughs> <laughs> love you, pastor. Love you, pastor. <laughs> so we've been talking about the our women's Christmas banquet for some time. And I, I asked him a couple of times, you know, can the guys put on a skit for this for as entertainment? And he was like, yeah, it'll be awesome. He goes on vacation and everything goes out of his ear. I said, I hope you're getting a man skit together for our banquet. Don't let us down. He said, when is it, LOL? And I sent, dude, exclamation point. <laughs> So we have to be approachable. And if you can call your pastor dude with an exclamation point, that's true friendship. Yeah. Call our pastor dude. Call Holly bruh. Sister bruh. (laughs) (laughs) And And big mags over here. Big mags. It's no longer big mag. It's a big mag. That's a sweatshirt Kirsten got me. Big mag. We'll just have to change it to an A. I used to be 444 pounds. I don't want to be big hauls. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's people at work that call me halls. Sarah has always, call, always called me halls. I call you the Terminator. But that's the different podcast. Topic. Stop. I'll leave that to the imagination. <laughs> okay. Well, where are we at, Megan? We're deucing time. Okay. I don't even know what that means. Can you speak English? We're right at the time. Right out. at time. So, um, that being said, we love you guys. Um, find us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're on Spotify, of course, Apple Podcast, um, and YouTube. Our Gmail is kickdon'tquitpod at gmail.com. Send us an email. I keep looking. Nobody's sending anything, so I don't have an email to read. So send us an email. Let us know what you're thinking. Please Give us, talk to us. Please, please talk. Please send us stuff. Please don't make me be the only one talking. 
<laughs> um, let us know if there's something that you guys want to know. Like, if you're interested in something or there's a topic you'd like us to talk about, we would love to have your input and some insight. Um, if there's something that you really loved, let us know. Um, but that being said, we love you guys. Be blessed. Deuces. <laughs>